what I'm going to do is to zoom in on, on uh, some questions to do with the monitoring of children, surveillance of children, uh, increased regulation around child. risk and I'm going to do that around my work with um, children around uh, on mobility and, and thinking about urban space and um, I'm going to return to this after but this Im image that we have here is a GPS map of um, a child's mobility someone suggested this is this looks very much like Strasbourg in uh, France and I will say no it's not that I've been conducting actually in Denmark but hope also to um, conduct some similar work in the UK has been going on for the last um, five years and is around uh, the whole issue that we still are talking about and at the time we talked about children lost mobility. We don't see them in the streets, they are not allowed out so much. Uh, so the, it's both the public debates but also uh, increasing sociological interest in this area. And that was, at the time, it was said in the context of uh, a time of heightened risk awareness. So what we were seeing, both research and also debates, were telling us and... Uh, ...increased violence in the streets and increasing traffic. And that means that parents, as you probably know from the debates, are keeping their children indoors. There was also this greater complexity of children's everyday lives that Alan talked about, where the notion was that uh, children are ferried in cars from one uh, activity to the other, and very often would be um, uh, having the opportunity for their own independent mobility, and increased also pressure on their everyday lives too be engaged constantly in different activities after school and then uh, very short time in order to, to get from one place to the other. And then ever ongoing concerns, uh, I'm almost going to say, but concerns about children's and young people's risk-taking behavior. what kind of problems would they uh, present for their communities and which kind of dangers are they facing in their communities. What I'm going to, uh, one of the things that I was really in interested in because what we didn't see in the literature at the time and, and still not very much about it, is that actually And that's also, I could just to say that our data have confirmed that this is a really important engagement that children are doing. So, and which I think has not been really the conch point that people have been interested, researchers have been interested mostly in all this risk taking that children.
And then, of course, obesity and child health. The uh, obesity uh, epidemic, as it has been talked about and discussed, which also uh, not only affecting adults, but also very much the children and, and young generations. More recently, we could say that actually a new debate that, I, that wasn't as prominent when I uh, started this work is actually around sustainability. And we could collective transport, uh, transportation. But actually, we need to be thinking about our cities and our ways of, of transport in terms of the sustainable environment. So another debate that have going on, been going on uh, from the, um, over the last four, five, uh, six years has been about the increasing concerns that our contemporary city outline is actually an unfriendly place for children. And the lack of visibility also in the urban public space is actually also questioning the visibility of children as citizens in the city. And then last point I want to uh, talk about is just that this is also mean that children are later in when they have a street in the future, but it was at the time, and it has been over the, these last few years, quite un unthinkable to think about children as um, having independent mobility and actually being able to walk and to um, go on uh, bicycles. Uh, and But what they... University, they actually found that the young people was very upset and scared by actually being on foot in the in the center of this um, small city where the university was. So anyway, so just to say the the way.
questions that they would get at a certain time during a day. And the S, uh, GPS tracking and the SMS questionnaire, uh, that tracking or mapping of their mobility patterns in, their, in actual time as when it happens, um, was done over a week. What did our mobility patterns then, Eller, not our, but the children's mobility patterns. This is the same picture as you saw first, and just to say that this is in a suburb to uh, Copenhagen, capital of Denmark, uh, and this is actually the mobility patterns. We have the railway line that go past through here, the dark line. We have some rather big and I can tell you very heavily trafficked roads here and up here. And we have a lot of activity around this, the neighborhood where the children, the child, this child lived. And here's the school. What we don't see is a lot of activity in these areas. And this is across the sample of children. We didn't see them out there on the little, all these. Yeah, if you, I hope you can all see, but it's a lot of green spaces that didn't seem to be going out in these wonderful green spaces that were partly also, um, they were also developed, especially in this urban area, they were developed particular secluded roads in order for the children to be safe and but also other people in the community, of course. But to our great surprise, this is not the roads that children actually chose. And again here, this is both boys and girls and uh, we haven't been very um, imaginative, but so boys are blue and girls are red. And just to say here, again, here's a small urban market town. And out here is two villages where the children lived. We studied in a rural area of Denmark. And here is the school. And again, you will see lots of activity on the main roads and very close to their own where they lived themselves. Here is some who lives on farms. This is a quote for, from one of the boys in the suburb, and he said, the more cars, the safer it is really. And he was not the only one who talked about it in those kind of ways or would explain to us uh, that the more cars there is on the road, the safer it is really. And um, of course, that is then us as researchers then interpreted and find out that what they actually were saying is the more people, the safer it is. And the secluded lanes and roads were not at all seen as safe to the children because then we wanted to find out, so what's, what, why are they saying this? I can also tell you that this, I uh, was interviewed for radio station in Denmark and this, head, head, um, this um, headline, children choose the large heavily trafficked roads, hit the newspapers with big um, headlines and, um, and in one um, community close to Copenhagen, the, uh, one of the police the, from the police um, said that if this is really uh, right, we need to rethink our ways of thinking about the safety of children and accident prevention and so on. So anyway, let's look at, so why is it that children wouldn't use um, the small lanes and how come they actually used the, uh, chose these um, counterintuitively uh, to adults, of course, that, how, uh, that they used the heavily trafficked roads. Um, so the children said they were fear of strangers was a very predominant one. It would be adults, it would be young people, 
older than themselves, and it would be a man with a dog on these uh, roads were actually what they feared most of all. They were also talking about child molester, uh, an assailant, or uh, one who would kidnap children, kidnap children, and uh, a couple of the children had actually been assaulted by an adult in that community. So that over that, the, not during the period we studied, but before then. So there was, uh, whether there were urban myths, but also some evidence that actually this had happened to children and at, uh, it was very much part of their, uh, what they were afraid of. Another reason to, for taking the roads actually had to do with companionship and, um, and going with your friends, because the friends choose this way, not getting lost. So if you uh, went with Peter, who lived one area, I'd rather go all the way past Peter's house and then to my own house, which would be a long way around perhaps, because I felt safe that I walked with my, my, a good friend of me. So um, and that's what the children did. And then very pragmatic reasons like we have, that when we either choose the heavily trafficked roads or pass, <coughs> in Denmark anyway, why we pass the roads um, with, or, uh, pass the roads when it's red, when I'm in a hurry, the kids said, then they will just pass the road or take the shortest way to a, a place. So what we can say is that, of course, to conclude this kind of work is that it's really important to think about uh, accident prevention, but if, when we do that and when we think about urban planning, we need to connect with children's risk landscapes and their everyday practices. Um, we need to think about that uh, children's collective mobility is, uh, I think you also know, there's lots of discussion about independent mobility, but when we actually look at what children are doing, they are most often in company with, with other children or in the urban area with their family. There was a lot of mobility where you go on the bike or cycle or you walked with your family and it was only in the urban area um, you would be, during the week you would be with your friends on bikes or walking. But in the, and only at the weekends you will be ferried around, as Alan said, that would only happen in the weekends. In the, uh, in the rural area it was much more ferrying throughout the week, but also uh, just walking and bicycling with your family and with friends. Uh, and that is again uh, sort of um, important, uh, that is really important also when we think about layout of streets and, and uh, thinking about urban planning. And then of course there is an open question when that all this kind of research raises, which has to do with an, a dilemma that I would like to uh, discuss with you of course, which is uh, that when we are looking <coughs> at children's mobility, is it then a means to increase the monitoring and surveillance of children. And especially when we have the GPS maps included where actually it's possible to see where they go into community. Or is this now a mean to create the visibility of children's mobility patterns and increase their influence on urban planning and also the recognition of children as citizens in the city. So that's me.